he'd always be my wedding date and then we'd always end up fucking in like every bathroom or like confessional mm. <laughs> so, like six confessionals and like a lot of public That's bathrooms and like a lot of public places six confessionals yeah a lot of catholic weddings i don't know he had a lot of catholic friends those weddings suck it's like you have to like burn off all of your boredom forgive me father for i have sinned it has been three months since i last fucked someone in a confessional (laughs) someone needs to make me that t-shirt Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. I, I like kind of like stepped forward closer to my microphone. Hello. <laughs> this is the 50 Worst Dates podcast, a podcast where we talk about things that we think we have the authority on. My name is Katie Coyle. And my name is Amanda Peacock. And today we have a very special guest. She is someone that I've come to love dearly. Thank um, you. Originally, you know, I just paid her for her services. <laughs> <laughs> she likes me putting my hands all over her. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, as we continued our sessions, you know, we developed a bond. And mm-hmm. now we're pals. And it's yeah. great. And I love her. Would you like to explain what kind of sessions? Because that definitely sounds like you're a sex worker. Yeah, that's the point. No. Uh, <laughs> only, only, on, uh, only on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> during, during the daylight, she's an esthetician. And I after am. hours... She's yeah, whatever you want her to my, be. My solid side hustle. <laughs> hey, baby. Um, She'll pop your pimples and your cherries. <laughs> <laughs> but it is my friend, uh, Brianna. Yeah, Brianna. Sorry. Brianna. I was going to round that A out for oh, you. Oh, yeah. shit. It's okay. Sorry. It's not the pop itself. star, but more like the cheese. Brie, get it? Mm. We usually go by Brie, right? Yeah. Brie. Right. Yeah. You love me some melty Brie. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she's with us today to talk about a topic that um, I'm pretty pumped for, which is uh, so pumped. kinks and fetishes and all that good shit. Yeah. If it's That's sexy. My favorite topic. Yeah, right? Yeah. There's, if, you're, if you're a vanilla person, uh, you're about to learn some shit. Oh, yeah. If uh, you're PSA, public service announcement, this will, uh, might make you uncomfortable. If you are not comfortable yeah. with uncomfortable topics, stop listening now. <laughs> we have uh, an episode on anal sex, which came out on my birthday. Oh. And I talk about how decided he wanted to use butter as lube. Oh, yeah. you Or butter. And then we talked about other oils, like olive oil. Yes. Yeah. Pe- yep, yep. Olive oil, too peppery. No. No. Coconut oils are <laughs> Coconut oils, right. Jojoba oil or almond oil is also safe. <laughs> so uh, we get a little descriptive in that one as well so i think our listeners at this point are used to it okay well fantastic (laughs) they're used to it they're either into it or they will listen to this next ad break guys you're listening right listen to this next ad break and then you can put it away yeah yeah is this also where you tell your listeners to you know put on some mood music and like you know in the background light some candles oh we will <laughs> i think we will as we dive right in yeah get to, get out maybe if you have some nipple clamps Ooh. that's about to happen so you know just get into the vibe of it it's like that episode of broad city where alana i don't know if you watch broad city uh not as much as i'd like to yeah. gotcha okay well we should have a broad city binge night Ooh, yes, I love, um, that. love it 
but there's an episode where Alana is getting ready to masturbate and she had, it like starts with her setup of like her putting on like her favorite lipstick, getting her pictures of Abby, her best friend out and ready because she like has a love for Abby. That's both romantic and platonic. And then she's like setting up her like porn station and it's amazing. Nice. Yeah. She wants to look at herself while she's masturbating. So she puts like a mirror above her and lays like underneath it. She props the mirror (laughs) up. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's what our listeners should be doing right now. Yeah. Setting themselves up. Even though this is not going to be an erotic. (laughs) I don't know. You know, there are people that also their kink is That's to listen true. to others talk about their kinks That's and that true. turns them on. Essentially, that is a type of uh, voyeurism. Yeah. Hey, when we talked about age differences, uh, we had a gentleman put a little call out for a, a, a sugar baby on our Instagram. So maybe. Call her at me. Where you at? <laughs> call me. So $800 a month. He's out there. I'm a little crass, but I've also got a lot of class. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Katie, should we dive right in? We can dive right the fuck in. So, um, hey, everyone. Welcome back from our little break. Hi. Um, (laughs) I like how you responded, Katie. (laughs) Hi. Yeah. How are you? So today we're talking about kinks and fetishes and all that fun stuff. If you're not a cisgendered person who loves missionary style only then you probably have some sort of kink per the definition of kink. But to kick Mm. us off, I wanted to kind of talk about a couple key terms that are typically used interchangeably when it comes to kinks and fetishes and all that jazz, Um, just to kind of do some clarification. And I'm sure as we talk, we'll have to clarify some things because we might talk about certain kinks that people say, what? (laughs) So... But Mm -hmm. the big three that I wanted to clarify were the term kink, fetish, and BDSM. So all of them kind of, uh, kink is kind of the umbrella term for Mm -hmm. it all. And then fetish and BDSM fall underneath that. But I was just going to kind of go into what those are briefly with, of course, some side conversations I'm sure that will develop. And then we'll dive right into some fun stories. So the first one uh, would be kink, and according to good old Wikipedia, which we all know and love. um, True facts. mm. True facts of the internet. Yep. Yeah. In human sexuality, kinkiness is an unconventional, is any unconventional sexual practice, concept, or fantasy. So the term derives from the idea of a bend, therefore kink, in one's sexual behavior to contrast such behavior with straight or vanilla sexual sexual mores and proclivities. What a term. That's, a, that's a great word. Um, the term kink has been claimed by some who practice sexual fetishism as a term or synonym for their practices, um, which indicate a range of sexual and sexualistic practices from playful to sexual objectification and certain paraphilias. So some of the most common kinks that people know are impact play, which is like spanking, flogging, et cetera. Uh, Role play, which I don't think needs any explanation. (laughs) Um, Booty play. Uh, Yeah. And then Mm. that can kind of go into the good old golden showers Mm. or scat. Um, Pass. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's where if you like yeah. someone peeing on you or peeing on someone, and then the same with uh, poop, 
So hard pass, please and thanks. Uh, sensation play, which is like uh, dealing with different stimuli, taking away like blindfolds, stuff like that. Feathers, ice. Yeah, tactile type of sensations. Um, orgasm control, otherwise known as edging, which is different from edge play, uh, which we'll kind of talk about. And then bondage or voyeurism or exhibitionism. Yes, exhibitionism, so, also part of that. Yeah, so voyeurism would be more of you like to watch other people. So those are the people who like to watch people masturbate or if Have they... public sex. Yeah, things yes. like that. Exhibitionism, Orgies. yeah, exhibitionism mm -hmm. is more of just doing it where... It's, You're the one being watched by the voyeur, essentially. Yeah. Or having your mm -hmm. outside... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or excitable outside experiences outside of your normal. Yeah. So places. that's like public places, things where you might get caught, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So the next term is fetish and a fetish is a type of kink, but so all fetishes are kinks, but not all kinks are fetishes because the kink is the umbrella term. So right. if you have a fetish, you have a kink, but having a kink doesn't necessarily mean you have a fetish. So a fetish or sexual fetishism um, is a sexual fixation on a non-living object or non-genital body part. So the object of interest is called the fetish, and the person who has a fetish for the object is a fetishist. Fetishist. I mean, yeah, I think foot fetish. Um, a sexual fetish may be regarded as a non-pathological aid to sexual excitement, um, I guess it says here that it could, this is according to Wikipedia as well, um, that it could be a mental disorder, um, which that kind of goes more into like serial killer type shit. Um, I don't think having a fetish itself is a mental disorder, but if you use that to like kill people, then. There are some common yeah. denominators depending on uh, mental health. Yes. Yes. In some of her Um, But I guess... Let's see. A fetish, according to sexologist and psychologist, uh, is that Denise? That's a very, or yeah. dense? It's spelled like dense, dense, but I think it's probably Denise. It looks like Denise, yeah. Um, Rain, that a fetish is typically referred to as a behavior that someone cannot get sexually aroused without. So fetishes can also be a term for people um, used to describe a sexual arousal that is coupled with a typically non-sexual object. Um but essentially, kinks are like the salt. They add the flavor. And fetishes are like the food itself that without them, there's no meal. So people who have fetishes, they really can't get off without that thing. So, that was such a good metaphor. I, I get it. That was so yeah, good. it's really good. I did not make it up. Um, <laughs> so I'm Okay, don't take credit. I'm not credit, work. but it is a beautiful metaphor. Um, and the most common, I think, fetish that people think of are like feet or shoes. Right, gotcha. Okay, weird fun fact. Apparently, the like part of your brain that like controls your feet and the part of your brain that like prescribes attraction are very close to one another, which is part of the reason why foot fetishes are so common. Your brains get gets its little wires crossed a little bit, which like I feel like I've been in bed and there's been like some weird focus on my feet that I wasn't really expecting and it's never a foot <laughs> fetish. It's like, oh feet are nice. We can get into this a little yeah. bit because that is very close to each other in your brain. They're next door neighbors. Not that way. Uh do you know the Oh, no, I need a pedicure at all times, so it's not a not a thing that I like. Um, I have very sensitive feet, and there are certain um, 
uh, sensory receptors in your feet, like if you think of reflexology the same way, that if you walk on certain textured floors, or um, you can actually stimulate certain areas of your body through oh, those. Shit. Yes. Mm. And there's like a specific area for me around like the ball of my feet and toe area that if that's stimulated, like directly correlates to my vagina. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, sometimes it's also scary. No, it's great. It doesn't happen very often. Okay. It has to be a very like specific kind of yeah textured kind of I don't know like yeah. like road or no, something. Yeah, I um, but sometimes if I'm getting a pedicure because I'm pretty like diligent about keeping my feet in nice shape, like it's yeah. one of my personal self care things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to tell them like you can't do any exfoliation or anything around that specific area because it's too orgasm in this chair. (laughs) It's not orgasm. It's just way too overstimulating for me. Like it definitely is like something that is a personal area that's off limits. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Um, But yeah, so I feel like that's like the most common one that people think of, but any kink can become a fetish. So some people like need to have bondage. Some people need to have impact play. The difference is that you have to have that thing to get off you're not gonna come without it so that's what kind of differentiates between a kink and a fetish so like i like to be choked but i don't have to be choked to orgasm so um Mm -hmm. and these all fall in certain levels too of how um so with fetishes i think that yes even though that's something that's required to Mm -hmm. have that that final product of a sexual experience that there's still multiple levels mm-hmm. of a fetish too that we Absolutely. don't all mean like the extreme end of it yeah. to be to produce like an orgasm or to to have that satisfaction from it too yeah exactly I um, think that kinks and fetishes are always seen in a very extreme way yeah that we always either shame they're very much shamed or they're mm-hmm. always seen at the very extreme of how they're portrayed in movies or in, yeah. you know in our culture and that's really the misconception of them as well yeah absolutely. Well, even that list of things you mentioned, like, none of that was, like, that crazy. Like, scatting, maybe. But, like, but we don't. I've participated in literally everything but the golden showers and scatting. <laughs> I have not pooped on anyone or been pooped on, but the, there's far more on my list Oof. that are inclusive to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, pretty much there's that. Yeah. It's, it's a spectrum, just like everything it else. Is. It is um, and that's totally cool. And the last one I wanted to touch on was is BDSM, which I think a lot of people believe that like kinks or fetishes are just like automatically make right. you a part of the BDSM community, but that is a separate community. No. Um, according to this definition that's from rekink.com, <laughs> it's a mm. modern acronym used to refer to the kink and fetish communities and activities um, the letters can stand for many different things, but they all pretty much center around bondage, discipline, dominant submission, uh, sadomasochism, sadism, and masochism. And then sometimes they have like slave master, depending if you're like into that type of role play. But essentially, it involves an erotic power exchange through dominance and submission. So BDSM is kinky, but not all kinks fall under the BDSM umbrella. So the BDSM umbrella is an umbrella mm-hmm. of its own that falls underneath kink, but it is a separate entity. So like you could be into things that people within that community are into, but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you are a part of it. And honestly, too, that's it's such a BDSM, I feel like is a whole other podcast yes. to take a deep dive on because 
because that misconception mm-hmm. that fetishes and kinks fall within the BDSM. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's because BDSM community is so much more outspoken now. Yeah. So that's why it's looped in there. But um, within all those different, you know, acronyms or for BDSM, yeah, different yeah honestly, it's really deep dive so much yeah. into how those, you know, it, bondage and uh, sorry, BDSM is not always about pain to pleasure. Yeah. Sometimes it's about uh, mental yeah. control and like yeah. mental release. So yeah, it's a yeah, the relationships change. Yeah, sometimes it's because chains and whips oh, excite you. What's my name? <laughs> the four R's, my friend. Reduce, oh, reuse, recycle, Rihanna. Reduce, re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all my Broad City fans out there, that's the full I circle on Broad City every uh, time. Alana Glazer would be proud, but. Yeah, but she most importantly, um, we just want to specify that A, we don't kink shame in no. this household, and B, all sexuality <laughs> and sexual <laughs> expressions are valid um, as long as they're consensual and not harmful. So, like, if you're a pedophile, unless you want to be harmed, A, oh, uh, but like, if mm. you're a pedophile, we're not supporting you here. <laughs> yeah, no, pedophilia is like, not a kink. Up a girl in public. That's. I could, I could like consider it a mental disorder, but like either way, you need to calm your shit down and not. Yeah. I think not I think do that to people. Actually, is a mental disorder. When I took my understanding serial yeah. killers class and like some of my psychology classes, they talked about it because they can't help it that they are sexually attracted to these younger people, but it's obviously not okay. So it's not something right. They can not- like. Not yeah, it's not something it. that they can't control. And there's also different levels because there's like the people who like like babies, which is fucked up. I mean, it's all fucked up. But there's people that like babies. There's people, people who like, like toddlers. Teenage, yeah, teenagers, different age boys groups. or girls. Yeah. Also, uh, pedophilia falls in the also category of exposure. Yeah. Not having any interaction like with direct contact, but just exposing themselves to children. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Like, it's a whole mm-hmm. thing, but I believe it is classified as, like, a mental disorder, which is actually pretty cool. Well, in the UK, it's cool because they actually have, like, an anonymous thing where people with pedophilia can go and seek help anonymously and, like, not, like, prosecuted for mm-hmm. it. Like, if they're actively trying to, like, seek help to, like, not be a pedophile, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That's that, interesting. There are uh, many countries that have a lot better support system for healthcare and mental <laughs> yeah, disorders than we do. Mental disability than the United States. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? Really? Surprise. What? Surprise. We are not number one. <laughs> Except in being. No, we are hey, number one in gun deaths. Probably. Um, but yeah, so those are kind of the three main things I wanted to clarify prior to beginning this wonderful conversation we're about to have just about different experiences with kinks mm-hmm. and conditions. All right. So that was, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we took a quiz on where we yeah. are on the BDSM spectrum, which if you're interested in that quiz, it is BDSMtest.org and you can just go through the quiz yeah. and um, it scales it from what, like a one to ten. Yeah, scale? yeah, and or it's like a strongly disagree to like right. strongly agree type scale. Mm-hmm. And um, we chose. I think we both chose the short. There's a shorter quiz and a longer quiz. We chose the shorter. 
Yeah, the shorter quiz is still yeah. pretty extensive. The shorter quiz uh, is still long. if you want a more accurate and in-depth breakdown of where you are, then take the longer one or if you have a lot of time to kill. But we were literally in the middle of recording the podcast, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yep. <laughs> it's a fun fun way to check out what your level of BDSM is. And also, you can kind of hone in on some things that are more of your kinks or yeah. possible fetishes. Yeah, I may or may not have just snapped like a picture of this screen to people that I'm fucking. Um, and I think it would be a really hot thing to do with someone that you are fucking. Hey, so Katie, what was yours? I am 100% a switch. Ooh. To explain what that means. 100% or 99%? 100% a switch oh. followed by 99% a rope bunny. And I'm going to read both. Damn. Switches like to, well, switch. Always taking a dominant or top position is not fun for them. Neither is always taking a submissive or bottom position. Some prefer to switch with the same partner or partners. Others have a dominant play partner and a submissive play partner. But in either case, they do not fit at one end of the spectrum. Switches typically match well with other switches. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Followed by a rope bunny. Which kind of reminds me of like a like a bunny hill like skiing, but that's not at all what it is. Rope bunnies like to be tied up and restrained using rope or and or other attributes, chains, cuffs, spreader bars, etc. Whether for ex- sexual enhancement or for art or just for fun, they enjoy being totally at the mercy of their partners. Rope bunnies typically match well with riggers. So I have been tied up with mountain climbing equipment. So this does line up. Nice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my number one, I was 99% a brat, which sounds very oh, accurate. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% a brat. Yep. Uh, brats are, in essence, naughty submissives. They find disobedience a form of playfulness rather than letting their dominant down and require a compatible dominant who will not only teach them a lesson, but also accept that they, that any number of lessons might not, might still not, (laughs) I can't read, fuck, might still not necessarily change this behavior. Brats typically match well with brat tamers. That fucking makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that does make sense. Brat tamers out there. I'm your girl. Holla, holla at us. Um, also, and then, yeah. yes, does um, the sugar daddy, are you a brat tamer? Again, <laughs> call me. Yep. Um, Brie is also a brat. That was her top. Oh, I am a top. Yeah, definitely um, a brat. And my, so I got 99% brat and 99% rope bunny. So, but I mean, I feel like that's, I'm like a rope bunny brat because mm-hmm. rope bunnies are just people who like to be tied up. So, and then there's, so yeah, I was like about looking at your top three too. So Degra G would be your third. And then Katie, what was your third? experimentalist okay so it's kind of like a way to look at yourself and it's a a good way to look at all three or a good reason to look at all three i'm sorry to round yeah kind of those aspects because those are all like your 90 percent or your 100 percent. so those are your more dominant features yeah or traits so this is definitely this i feel like this is super accurate for like and the long quiz who i am what i've done and what i want to do super accurate yeah yeah i'll have to take the long quiz and see where i truly fall Yes, well, let me know. We can take it together. I'm into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> That's how you connect with friends is you take the BDSM uh, spectrum quiz. <laughs> but that's like, I feel like how all of my good friendships form is by just skipping small talk shit and just going to the real stuff, going to the real stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the real stuff, let's talk about some kinks and some kinks. stories because that's what everyone's here for. Yes. Yeah. We also have a solid listener mail today that is submitted, but we are always, y'all love our personal stories as yeah. far as I can tell. So we're just going to keep telling them. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole purpose. So, <laughs> well, whoever likes update, to- dude, I'm fucking sent this to him, asked for a link to the quiz. So yes, guys, you should take this quiz and you should take it with your partner. You should take it with your partner because it's a good, again, again, give yourself that platform of how to relate to another and you're doing it non-verbally as well. So you don't really have to be as fearful of the conversation when you're just doing an easy quiz that each of you can kind of look at and then, you know, rediscover some new aspects of your sexuality. I'm sending it to Mr. Kentucky as well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I should send this to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) You send it to Kentucky, you send it to Cleveland, I've sent it to Rhode Island. Together, we have all of the states Uh, represented. Cleveland does come across as a more dominant partner. However, I have not experienced Cleveland in the real life, so we'll see. Mm, How do you you know Cleveland? Obviously, they're in Cleveland. Cleveland, I've known through Instagram uh, (gasps) for about three years, and we would always kind of talk through DMs. I actually started following his meme page and was like, I love this dude's sense of humor. And he happens to be attractive. And Mm -hmm. recently he actually slid into those DMs and that's kind of like taking a jump off on more of the sexual aspect and then trading numbers and having calls. And I'm very impulsive and I kind of live my life, like just go for Mm -hmm. it. Just do it. You don't have anything to lose. And what's going to fly out there. I just be like, Hey, like, let's do this. But he is a soft boy. (laughs) So I don't know if he's ready to handle, or he's just said that he's like not ready for me to come out there, which is totally fine. So I love to test. You're a lot of woman to handle. Like, I I know I don't really know you, but I'm going to tell you that right now. That's, that's a thing that I feel from you. It's true. That's the energy that I get off this hot mic. It's a, I get aggressive. I get um, intimidating. I mean, it's just at this point, that's just part of being a boss bitch. It is. And it's, yeah. you have to own it. I, women, you know, if, if I was a man, I would be, you'd get like, oh, you're, dude, you're the shit. Oh, like, you know, you know what you want, but because you're a woman, it changes. It changes the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question for you in the realm of like sexuality and things because you are somewhat experienced and you, you are willing to come on a podcast themed kinks today, at least. <laughs> do you feel like that gets weirdly objectified and do, how do you share that with a partner that like you are a freak, but also you're someone that's like worthwhile having a romantic relationship with and you're not just uh, fuckable. That's, that's a great question. So my, my general stance is that what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I am who I am. I say the things that come, there are a lot of unfiltered things that come out of my mouth. I really don't hide anything about myself. Um, and you're going to get that right off the bat. Like you, that's the, that's the general interpretation again, like dominant or, um, aggressive or intimidating. If that doesn't appeal to you from the go, then we have, there's no relationship there to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, If 
when we do start dating and you find those qualities or things that bother you or that you're not comfortable with or, you know, anything that you start to feel like my personality is jarring or negative, again, please move on and find the person right for you. <laughs> I have very few romantic relationships in my life because of, I think, a lot about my personality um, is very intense to people or a lot about my, I'm very sexual yeah. and I'm very sexually uninhibited. I'm just uninhibited in general. Yeah. So that's not for everyone. Um, but the relationships I have had have been, you know, have been pretty good. You know, there, it's a lot of very kind of not super emotional men. They're emotional, but much more quiet with their emotions. And then, um, in bed are very sexually liberated, which has been nice. Um, but they are mm-hmm. not intimidated by me. And they're mm-hmm. always usually very nerdy, very intellectual yes. and not intimidated mm-hmm. me. And they intimidate me with their intelligence. Um, and I like that I can't read their emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice, I need that balance. Yeah. And you know, it, it's kind of just something that you have to accept. It's something I've accepted is that there's, I, I'm not going to change as a person. Yeah. I'm not a demure flower. I'm sorry, gentlemen. Like I, if I really am gushing over you and I'm in love with you, like you'll see that softer side of me, but my everyday personality is just out there. It's the Taurus in you. It is. I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus? Taurus Cancer Leo. So that's, that's why we get our hand. She's yeah. my she's my St. Louis Taurus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta have multiples. We are ste- strong and steady, but yeah. anyway, and I, that was I can't answer yes. to that question. But that's great. Yes, but that's a Maybe it's a hard. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's why this friendship is great. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: Fuck first time, time Bree and I are hanging out outside of my. Playroom, <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm. Outside of her red room, if we're yeah. if we're going, it is a red room of pain, and it's not. It's more like an amber salt clamp, salt salt lamp room of, <laughs> yes. of, of semi plain and pleasure. Uh, I mean, but sounds hot. Yeah, so that's how you know friendship's real. Mm. But yeah, so I've got my tourist lady in Chicago, and I've got my tourist lady here in St. Louis. Yeah. We're the best friends you could ever ask for because we're loyal as fuck. So we're sensual. We're loyal. Cleveland answered. He said, these are dumb. Laugh out loud. I really don't get into BDSM much at all. Bye. Bye. Sad face. I'm just going to learn more about yourself, Cleveland. God. He's a sad boy. I don't even know if I'm going to fly out there, honestly, because he's such a sad boy. But, you know. It was something that made for me. It was just like, go out there, get the D. Yeah. Um, The leaps and bounds we as women go to get that D. Wow. Well, it was incredible. Another story with that for another day. So tell me your stories. I'm turn a little bit. You're going to go comfortable. Yeah, I want to hear some some of your stories. I've already told you some of mine. I will tell two funny stories in the realm of BDSM ish. Um, Because you know how I just said that I've been tied up with mountain climbing equipment? Mm hmm. Yeah, so right after my big 2018 breakup, I, like, got the fuck on those apps and was immediately following <laughs> my own rules of the sooner you get laid again, the sooner you will stop being sad. <laughs> Don't be a sad bitch. Be a bad bitch. Temporary, te- temporary gratification. Yeah. Yeah. I truly believe, like, it comes down to, like, you got to know that you can get it elsewhere. You got to, like, remind your little dopamine receptors that you can oh, do yeah. that. So, not only did I have sex with two different men within 24 hours, and I don't think I showered, um, but one of them stuck. So, the first one, no. Um, 
our third date, I made him take me to see Aquaman. And then I got off the brown line at my stop and I never spoke to him again. I think we were both uncomfortable with how much I wanted to fuck Aquaman. I mean, but if he's not also wanting to fuck <laughs> Aquaman, aka Jason Momoa, I do not understand. No, more importantly, not to right. like get off to you fantasizing about fucking uh, uh, Aquaman. Oh, right. So like and he was not there. The yeah. sex was super the only vanilla. People like watched Aquaman was to want to fuck Jason Momoa. I didn't watch Aquaman. Right. I don't want to fuck Jason Momoa. I'm good on that one. Exactly. I also, at one point he was here, I like had candles out because the first time we had sex was super vanilla. Um, I had candles out and shit and um, he leaned his head back too far on my couch and set what little hair he did have at the top of his head on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the really bad part is he was like, oh shit, my hair's on fire. I was like, Oh shit, you don't have a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> and I said that out loud. Yeah, there are so many reasons we did not continue to go anywhere. We'll be um, but yeah, like five years from now, she marries that dude. Yeah, like right. if they just come back together. <laughs> it could happen. I, I've been to his house. It's fine. But yeah, fucked him. He was fine. Got with the other dude. The other dude slowly but surely introduced me to a couple things mountain climbing equipment being one of them so at one point so wait so i'm tied up on this though was tying yes. you up his fetish or his kink and how did what was your response to being tied up was it like oh this is kinky or like you're like oh i need this to like get off or it was definitely a kink okay. so it's definitely like a fun thing to do but not a fetish it was for him so we start. We had regular sex. It was rough, but it wasn't like tied up. He texted me like, "So I have some ropes and some stuff that I'm gonna bring over. You cool with that?" And I was very cool with that. Um, but at one point, I am tied up, head at the bottom of my bed, basically hanging upside down, tied up, virtually, and there is a dick in my mouth occasionally. And he's doing stuff. Wait, didn't he, and he try to suspend you? He did not try to suspend me. I was just kind of like leaning with my head at the edge of the bed, hanging upside down, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like edging me or whatever. And I'm like, let me come for fuck's sake. Oh my God. And he's like, you got to say the magic word. And I'm like, what's the magic? You got to say the magic word. And I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> He's like, what? What did you just say? Yes, sir. Is that what you want me to say? He's like, no, just say fucking please. You have to set it up to like what you're, what the, what the, the right. He's like, no, you fucking freak. Just say please. That's the magic word. <laughs> so that was our very sarcastic BDSM relationship in a nutshell. But Last time we slept together, which was a couple months ago, he was coming home from something on Memorial Day, and he had this idea in the car that we were going to play a game that he, in his head, invented and called it Stars and Stripes, in which there was some kind of component in which he took a spatula and smacked me with it to create the stripes, (laughs) and then drew stars on me with a washable Crayola marker. Very America. And so he explains this 
idea to me vaguely like I'm there's it's called stars and stripes you're gonna have the stars and the stripes on you I hope you're okay like very secretive sexy he's like by the way I want you on your knees when I get in your apartment I'm like fuck yeah dude this sounds fucking great (laughs) fucking great (laughs) and so he he bless his heart is welcomed into my apartment with a blowjob against my front door. And I give mm. mad fucking head. It hey. takes two and a half minutes for him to come. Because he spent four hours driving up in a car thinking of this BDSM game. And then got blown on arrival. And then we sat there and chatted for two and a half hours while I waited for him to get his libido back. And he never did. And I never mm. got to play Stars and Stripes. And he came all, and he over, came all over my pants. And I don't wash my jeans very often because I buy cheap jeans that get destroyed in the wash. And I could not wear those jeans because there was just semen all over them when I tried to wear them to work the next day. Yeah, but that's pretty hot, though. Like, there's the buildup to it. I mean, it's kind of be, to be expected, though. Like, when you have that long of a sexual experience being built up, like... That's just floating in your head. like it's Oh, gonna, I was okay with it. Like, I was less okay with it taking yeah. two and a half hours of us chatting about, like, his life and his job and his friends and his mom. When we had literally never had a conversation last more than 15 minutes um, un- until this moment and sat there for two and a half hours in my bed and just chatting like, like we were out at a bar. And I was like, I don't want to talk to you. I just want to fuck you. And yeah, that's, I'm a big uh, Strangers with Benefits fan and he, he ruined it. Yeah, that's my, that's my big Mm. BDSM story. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think he ruined it. I think he just set the standard really high. He did. Like with the other sexual experiences, he set the standard really high. And then you were like, oh, then you start fantasizing about like what's going to happen with all this like build up. And then, you know, the fantasy doesn't follow through. But, you know, now it's, you're like, well who else is going to be this playful and this experimental like it just is the set the, was, bar. the bar was set very high uh, i was really more upset that he came and i did not yeah see he should mm-hmm. and i personally feel like you still have to take care of your partner uh you know like i don't do you have a vibrator just like you should have put it in his hand and been like i don't care just hit, hit me in the living room with this vibrator <laughs> like just just make Didn't me he come. play he did it, he like, like kind of had it in too. his hand and i was like okay he's gonna use it and then he just started talking about his friends did. and his job and his mom. Oh, you gotta take you gotta take that back. Like, take that back and be like, I need you. You can tell me the story, but you can make me come while you tell <laughs> me the story. We can do both. Can you maintain your focus on your story while I have an orgasm? Because that's you know, just turn you gotta turn it around, like challenge. That's them. where were you <laughs> when this was happening? <laughs> Maybe Florida. I don't know. That's where I'm originally from. <laughs> Florida woman. Um, yeah, sh- guys, not all people from Florida are rednecks, ratchet, or crazy. Some of the good ones move out of Florida, yeah, so that they can experience life outside of like you know bath salts and hurricanes. Which you know those have their place too. I'm just person into bath salts. You strayed so far from pub subs. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, do not 
Eve, no. If anybody ever... You're about to get her started. If anyone sends in fan mail, try and tell me that Publix is not the best supermarket in the United States, I will fight you. I will come find you. <laughs> I just saw a meme today because of the hurricane hitting that was this like busted ass Publix sign like after a hurricane from another year and it said, and our flag still stands. <laughs> Publix, Publix is the mecca. I go back and I just like spend like three hours in Publix. I'm not kidding. Publix is amazing. <laughs> Fuck schnooks. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Um, also, Cleveland did write back. Ooh, and so did so did uh, Kentucky. So originally, Cleveland said these are dumb. I don't get into BDSM, and then he took it right, and I said sad face back, and he's like, "Sorry, I just like normal sex." He does not just like normal sex. We covered this. He's like, "I'll beat you up if you want. I'm fine with that. You're not harming me though." He said, "I have a monster penis, so I've never needed kinks." Uh, we're gonna have to have a little talk, he and I. Yeah. And I was like, it's not what that quiz was about. It's more about the mental aspect of where you fall on a sexual spectrum. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to harm you. I just want to have rough sex. So now he's gonna take it when he gets home. Bless. So Kentucky took it, and he got a hundred percent experimentalist, mm. and ninety-seven percent, ninety-nine percent switch, and ninety-seven percent brat tamer. Oh, good. So I was like, we're very compatible. <laughs> oh, I just want to give you a congratulations on that. Really one. happy thank for you. you. You're doing so good, I'm, sweetie. I'm resetting my roster of, of sexual partners right now, so I don't have anyone to send it to. Well, Dilemmas. The, the other ones are kind of long distance. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd like to share with you some kinky situations, if you'll allow me. Yes. Yeah. Um, so recently, I was telling Amanda when we were talking about me coming to do this podcast, or, and then she even heard telling me about the podcast, I told her this story, which segued And us. then I said, yes. you are coming onto the podcast. So, uh, you know, I probably won't use names in this one just because it's a part of my community right now, but there was a bartender that I was seeing last from last summer into, like, the winter, and... Um, initially when I met him, I thought he was homosexual because he like has amazing sense of fashion, like took a lot of risk, always appreciated like my shoes, you know, just, and this, I know this sounds stereotypical, but also like his effeminate qualities and it just seemed like, oh, maybe he's, you know, we don't bat for the same team. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised after a pool party that I was super shit faced at. Anyway, I ended up at his bar later in the evening with zero inhibitions on my mind and this gentleman and I began this relationship well in the course of our relationship I discovered some very interesting qualities about him mm. um he had I wouldn't say like a shoe fetish but maybe a shoe kink he had studied um cobblery in Germany for a few months so then I think that kind of leads into why he loved shoes huh? so I knew if I always wore like very interesting footwear that, that was like a very appealing sexual thing to him mm-hmm. so like slight nuances and like taking bold fashion choices myself right so like appealing to those kind of like primal mm-hmm. things in a person um, but as our sexual experience continued I did not realize at the beginning that I would always be like very bossy and tell him like here's how I want you to please me in turn, what I ended up finding out about him is that he was much more submissive. Ooh. And um, he started talking to me a lot about my underwear, my lingerie. And I, I'm i a round girl, got the hips and the curves, mm-hmm. and I like high-waisted underwear. Mm-hmm. I wear a lot of skirts and dresses, so mm-hmm. I like the way that it slims and forms the body. I love but high-waisted underwear. Yes. So I wear a lot of uh, satin with like lace cutouts and like just really soft, silky, comfy fabrics. Comfy shit, um, yeah. Yes. Like more full coverage. And through our discussions about laundry, um, I prompted 
well, not prompted, but like through our dirty conversation while before he was getting off work to come to my house was, I want you to wear my underwear, which prompted us into the conversation of me actually going and meeting him at work so that he could take my underwear off in the bathroom, finger fuck me in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. He would finger fuck me in my underwear in the bathroom so that my cum would be in the underwear. Then he would put them on and wear them through the rest of his shift. Oh, so that's how that started. Then in turn, we started getting to a place where I would be at his house and we were like fooling around and he would, I put my underwear on him. So these like nice soft, silky panties mm-hmm. and his cock would get super hard in them. And I would just like soft grind on him or like rub him and basically just dominate in a soft domination way, dominate him till he would come in my underwear. Damn. Wow. Yeah. And then would you in turn time. wear the underwear like he wore the underwear? No. So it depended. Sometimes like I'd make him make me come in my panties and then I would shove him in his mouth and fuck him. Ooh. Oh. Um, there's another time where he came in my panties and then I just kind of like like just brought him back to a pleasurable state again yeah. by shoving my panties, those panties he just came in in his own mouth. Oh. And then um this is spicy. Just like very like soft touching and just kind of like pinching and playfulness mm-hmm. until he was ready and then I would like fuck him again. Mm-hmm. So in summation, before our relationship came to a very traumatic close, mm. um, we had been on a very, very long, I'm not even going to say a break. Like I had pretty much just broken up with him and dismissed it. And then we reconnected. Um, and we made plans to see each other again. And within that, we're kind of talking about like sexual relationship and the things that we miss about each other. And he sends me a picture of a strap-on rig. Ah. So the one thing about this relationship that I never got to experience. Was pegging? Was pegging him. And I really wanted to. Yeah. And he was not, like, very given. Like, that was not a a, a thing that we'd really gotten to. Like, I definitely, like, put my finger up his butt before or whatever. Like, you know, those are normal things for me. But the pegging thing was where I never got to. But I really do miss, like, getting him off my underwear. It was so hot. I have two pairs of, pairs of underwear that he really, really liked that every time I wear them, I'm like, I just want to go find him at his other bar. Yeah. And just, like, flash him at him. <laughs> like, Remember these? Mm-hmm. No, I, it's not even about saying anything. It's just about, like, uncrossing your legs enough so they see it when your skirt mm. flashes it. Little nuance. I like nuance. sexy. Yeah, that is amazing. So, yeah, so if we're talking about, like, I think that um, – he definitely, like, if, I like to break it down, right? Since we're talking about kinks and fetishes. Um, his kink was definitely to be more submissive. Yeah. And he liked to be told what to do. But I think, inevitably, what his fetish was to was to be dominated sexually by a woman. Yeah. So those were always the times that the sexual play was a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. He also was a professional at uh, fox eating. Mm. Bo- like oral sex boxing. <laughs> oh my god shit that was that was a hard one too that was like i was quite sad yeah yeah sometimes that's... he would just sneak into my i'd leave my door open and then he'd get off work early he would just sneak into my that's into how... my apartment and just like go down on me and make me call much times and leave and i'd be like oh that's amazing that's the uh, dream. <laughs> i know it's that's hard to get it's hard to give up great sex yeah. I just yeah. had to do it, you know? I don't know. I'm in that weird, the transitional place of trying to find another yeah. I mean, great sex partner. I mean, Kentucky is, he's not on the level that uh, 
Yeah, he's also in Kentucky. But he's from Mexico and California. So. Yeah, but no, but he's not in St. Louis. Well, yes, but he came here. Yeah, I know. He, he came. came. He came. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's he's definitely my second string if we're talking about that hotation. But he's he's moved his way into uh, starter, so he's starter by default right now. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, the thing is that you've also just come out of this this thing, and I don't know my um, so. There's a question on that BDSM quiz of like wanting to feel like someone is a predator, yeah, right? Like they're chasing you. So like, my hard drive is the game, but I like to be the predator. I like I pursue. I'm. I am aggressive. I like that. I like going to yeah. I like the game. I like um, having those things of like, just like those nuances, right? Like wearing mm-hmm. clothing that someone really likes, like finding the things that are like these mild turn-ons that just make it build and build yeah. and build until you have that experience. Yeah. I think I'm kind of both, honestly, because you, I mean, but I think that's natural for people mm-hmm. to want to like make that person want them more. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think to a degree, everyone is a little bit of a predator as well as. Right? Yeah. I feel like sure. I've come into my own energy as a more adult woman, um, not a full adult because I'm not, but like a more adult woman, um, like college, I like didn't know how to pursue anyone. I was still mm-hmm. very much in my shell. Yeah. Now, like as if you want something, I see it. I get it. I want it. Whatever Ariana said, <laughs> I'm, I'm there for it. And I, you got to go pursue what you want. And watching men be pursued, they're like not used to it. And it is no, so, whole, like, it's adorable, but also sexy. It's both. I, I like that you think it's adorable. Yeah. You're, like, very confused. They're, like, very shocked when they're you pursue confused. them. It just depends on the, on the man that you're pursuing, too. I think that that's really the reaction that you get. Um, yes, we all have different. It's It's about the attraction. I like to pursue things that I think that are... Like it's a personal challenge. I yeah. like to pursue things that I feel like are more would maybe not be attainable. Yeah. Or like to me that wouldn't seem attainable or things that are like um men that maybe are like so available that yeah. like of how to set yourself outside of yeah. all of the other women approaching them. I like get that. so I don't know, it's like it's almost psychological warfare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally get that. I feel like we're Hell yeah. Similar. <laughs> um all right, so I have another story on the opposite end of Do something. It. So this is like something weird, um, but definitely this is this person's kink. So there's this person, Patrick, that I used to work with, um, and we had Roadhouse Steakhouse. Real quick, yeah. I really love that we can hear Rocky He's sleeping right like now. He's laying in between us, and it's very cute, and I just Aww. needed to say that. So you've been listening to dog snores. <laughs> this is dog snores on Channel Homes. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't a good radio description. Dog radio. With another one. <laughs> so there's this guy, Patrick. So we had, so I know up here in St. Louis, you have like a, a ritual steakhouse or whatever it is. In Florida, it's Roadhouse Steakhouse. Blah, blah. It's a long Texas time. Roadhouse? Yes, yes. Yeah, we've got that So it used Toronto. to be called just Roadhouse. Okay. Um, and there's this guy, Patrick, that I work with. And he, this, this dude, I was like, oh, he's so attractive. But he was always super defensive and just kind of like weird and just, you know, negging. He was, a, he was the quintessential type of dude that was just negging all the time. And for me, I've never been a person that's fallen into like the negging thing. If you neg me, I'm going to call you out and tell you that doesn't work. So yeah. he was never on my radar. So I quit there and get, you know, a real person job again, like out of service industry. And he and I run into each other at a gas station 
And this dude just, so he pays for my gas, number one, which is nice. And I was kind of like, so put like thrown off by that. And I, it was like the only, I guess his way of how he could get, like get my attention or be able to have a moment to talk with me. Cause otherwise I probably would have dismissed him. Yeah. So as he's pumping the gas, he's like, you know, I'm really sorry that I was always so rude to you. And I was like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, you know, that's, that's your MO. I hope that works for you. He's like, no, he's like, I just never really know how to talk to you. So long story short, he is saying, or ha- did say, I really like to take you out for drinks and I'm sorry I treated you this way. Like, this is my bad. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give you a chance, right? Everyone deserves a chance. So he and I end up dating for a while. So, you know, after like the third or fourth date out in, in the world, he's like, you know, would you like to come over and like have dinner and watch a movie? Sure. Great. So we end up sleeping with each other. It was the most awkward experience. So first, he mm. doesn't know really like how like because I'm just kind of like going with it. Yeah, it's a very awkward like sexual interaction. But then, and I'm telling you this to kind of lead up to another person. So after we have sex, he immediately like I'm saying like I have an orgasm. He doesn't even finish coming like in the bed. He cups it and gets and runs into the shower. And just starts taking a shower. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. Right? Yeah. And I'm probably yeah. ni- 18 or 19 mm-hmm. at this point. So I was like, okay, well, that's weird. We you know maybe it's the, fr- like, and I get the benefit of the doubt. It's the first time having a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. It happened three more times. Oh my God. Three more times. And I'm like, is he just afraid of his own come? Come? What? So by the third time, so this is it. This it, this was the third time. So only yeah. half, we only slept together three times. By the third time, I was so put off and like this is like not my mo, not my speed. That while he was in the shower, I just turned up the music that was on and got my shit and left and like never talked to him again, which oh is not God. nice. But I was nineteen, yeah. whatever. So it's just so strange. That is so, so strange. I thought it was particularly just to this person, mm-hmm. but I ended up dating this guy that was originally from Texas and then moved to Portland. He had lived in Florida just for probably about eight months. And awesome. Like this dude is great. But the same thing, as soon as we would like, he would orgasm. Like at least he would wait to finish. Yeah. He would jump the fuck into the shower every time. Oh my God. Every time. So I don't know if that falls into kinks and fetishes, but like, to me, that's a weird kink. Yeah, to be like, I think that's clean. almost shame more than anything. That's probably like a weird, or like, like, maybe like a medical, sex is bad shame. Medical concern. I think with the second dude that he had just like, he had told me about with another partner, he kept like getting like male UTIs. So I oh, think okay. that was part of it. But I'm like, dude, you're wearing a condom. Like, yeah. The bacteria crossover is not the same yeah. in this situation, but yeah. it was just such. And I've also experienced it here a third time. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, here all right, enjoy your shower. I'm gonna go. Thanks. Grab the rest of the bottles of scotch and walk out the door. That's amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah, I. I don't really have a response to that. My only th- like after anal sex, I like immediately run to the bathroom, but that's just because I don't want to shit myself. So, but that's different. I mean, do you always? I've oh. made boys wash their hands in the middle of sex. That's smart when though. they stick their fingers in my butt. Oh well, yeah. You can- <laughs> no, no, you can't. Because you, you gave you can go you from one got a to UTA. two, but not two to one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something exactly. that Mr. Missouri here needed to know. Because I got like four UTIs in one year. Yeah, you can't double dip. Yeah. And if you're gonna no. if you wanna have anal sex, 
put a condom on your cock and then put it in my butt. Yeah. So one lubrication, two. Once we go back to V-Sex, you can just put it in my vagina yeah. after you pull a condom off and we're going to be probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not. Sorry. I don't want like, uh, what is it? The back, whatever. Back to BV. Bacterial vaginosis. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. BV is fucking BV bad. Fucking sucks. So uh, shout out to all the dudes no. listening. If you want to have endurance sex and you want to have anal sex within your endurance sex, <clears throat> women are not responsible to buy the condoms. Bring a few condoms, put it in their butt, mm-hmm. do the thing, have them ready by the bedside, and then go back to vaginal sex, mm-hmm. have some oral sex, go back to butt sex, but put the condom on. And if you want to finish in the butt, that's great. But like, make sure you you regulate how many condoms you need for that experience. Yeah, I'm not. Re- you're gonna pay mm-hmm. for my my uh, gynecologist bill because if I have to go on antibiotics and get a yeast uh, yeast pill, no, no, this hundred and twenty dollar fucking gynecologist visit is on you because yeah. you couldn't respect yep. that you don't exactly. double dip. Exactly. This is a delicate, delicate environment down here. You need to respect yeah, it. I had never had a UTI or yeast infections until I met this person and. I got a UTI on Thanksgiving. Oh god. And I had I've had four yeast infections since being with this person. And I'm like wash yeah. your dick. Also right. wash your balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that there is something to with bot with chemistry, body chemistry. True. But but I think it was also ass. just going cuz it was every time we went from like cuz he also liked to eat ass and so it was like he just wouldn't really take a nice right. break in between, and it was like you can't. But it also could be if he has any like oral issues too, because there was this one dude that I never slept with that used to go down on me a lot, and he liked to go down on me in like public places, like movie theaters or like concerts, like people. Well, there's were... bacteria everywhere. Yeah, and I think he just had like really fucked up halitosis because mm. I kept getting like UTI after UTI. Yeah, no, thank so, you. So, and it wasn't. I mean, he wasn't even like throwing fingers in there. Yeah. It's weird. That was interesting. Interesting, also. yeah. Uh, gotta love it. Um, I think honestly, the kinkiest. Well, I don't know. I've really explored my sexuality within the past year. Okay. Um, because I was in you know that two year long relationship, and I think one of the biggest regrets I have is that we didn't explore each other more sexually. I think we just became yeah, used to it. And it was pretty vanilla. I mean, it was fine, and like we both like it's not like it was terrible, but I feel like it could have been a lot better. I think part of it is because I am definitely more a sub, and so I was more sexually experienced than him, and I was just kind of like subconsciously irritated that That he he wasn't taking the reins exactly and so and I think we were both kind of subs in that way um so that was difficult but with the good old fuck boy of 2019 um fuck boys 2019 uh it's a mantra and a type Until of he slut shamed me, he was really cool. And we were both, we were just incredibly sexually compatible. And we explored a lot of things. And I was able to explore, because I had always kind of liked being, I think my biggest kink is being choked and just like impact play. Um, that's why I'm, what? It, what is it, a rope rabbit or rope bunny? Rope, rope bunny. <laughs> rope, rope rabbit. Bunny. Rope bunny. <laughs> Um, I just, I really like to be choked and not like gentle choking. I'm talking like, I want it to be difficult to breathe choking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to the level where he, cause my favorite position is probably doggy style. I don't know. I just love it. 
It's a good classic position. Um, and I was like, I really, I think that's like a thing for most, a lot of submissive players too. It's it's the mental. Yeah. Right. And control. And I was like, wow, I'd really love to be choked right now. But obviously like he didn't have fucking Elasta arms. So he couldn't necessarily, I mean, I guess if I like ducked my head back enough. Girl, that's why you need business ties or belts. I'm getting there. (laughs) So I said, (laughs) as we, We disappeared, but we're back. The microphone, the microphone got unplugged and fell. That was beautiful. Anyway, I know she got she got really hyped about belt play. Um, So that was the moment that I was like, "Listen, do you have a?" Well, I knew he had a belt, so I was like, "Grab your belt." (laughs) And in that moment, yeah, and he was just like, "Wait, what?" And I was you like, heard me, bitch. and so then he used the belt to choke me out. And I was like, this is honestly one of the hottest things ever. And I don't know, because it just, it felt even like, I think the fact that it felt naughtier because it was a belt versus like, right. it's a, a tool. Uh, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And so I was really into that. And I was like, in that moment, I realized I was like, fuck, I really like this. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, and isn't yeah. it kind of, so, you know, there's, this whole thing that I found, I feel like I'm realizing now in my thirties. So I'm 34 and, you know, I have been very sexually liberated for a long time, but I feel like right now is really this integrative integral time where I'm really like kind of putting away, like worrying about everybody else's opinions of my sexual experiences mm-hmm. and preference. And it's become so much more liberating because oh, yeah. you're like, no, this is what, this is what I like. This is what I want. And you're not being afraid to ask for it. Um, and then also in turn, how you're interacting with your partners of just being on this level of like, okay, well, what do you like? How do you like it? Like getting them to yeah. communicate so that the overall sexual experience is better. Yeah. And I've noticed too, especially mm-hmm. with having this podcast, uh, when I tell people that I, cause they'll be like, what are your hobbies? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you do outside of mm-hmm. work? And I'll just be like, I've got a podcast. And then they're like, <laughs> Oh, what's it about? And I'm like, sex and dating. Um, and for guys, I feel like it definitely opens up the door. And yeah. I've had plenty of guys be like, it's really cool. I can be like honest with you about this shit. I'm like, first, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm as sexually liberated as I want to be, but I've definitely, I'm a lot more liberated than I was in the fact that like, I'm totally open to talk about it. And the past couple yeah. people that I've been with before we've even hooked up, we've talked, I was like, what are like, what gets you off? You know, like I, these yeah. are things I want to know because when you first have sex with someone, it's always going to be like weird and awkward to a degree. That doesn't mean that it's going to be like terrible, but you know, you're getting to know the person, you're getting comfortable with them and being able to know what like turns them on or things like that is obviously helpful and helps mitigate that. Um, so I'm totally open now to having those conversations and I'm like, listen, I like, you know, I like rougher sex. I like to be dominated. I like being spanked. I like being choked. You know, I, you can call me all of these names except this, this, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like I will not say this, I will not do that. And I think that that's really important and a good conversation to have. And it's, I think it's definitely helped with having those sexual experiences because you have that conversation beforehand. It's also taking, so this podcast Mm -hmm. and kind of the the more movement that we're in and the, the, uh, like just sociologically wise is that, um, where women are taking their power back. We're being yeah. more empowered to feel like 
our sexuality is okay. Yeah. Our, these things that we should have felt shameful for, like being a slut. Well, it takes two. Yeah. So the man having sex with the slut, Mm -hmm. who's supposed to be the woman, right? Like, so we're neutralizing these playing fields now, but also just we're, you know, by women talking about our sexual experiences, by talking about how awkward shit is also for us, like we're opening the door for men and women to say, oh, these are norms. Yeah. These are things that we need to start talking about. Mm -hmm. Like if a woman talking about her sexuality or sexual preferences doesn't take away from her femininity and doesn't make her less than worthy for romantic relationships. It's just, we're all allowed to know what we want and what's appealing for us. And then being able to communicate it. And that's, that's the really powerful part. Yeah. And I think it also leads to better sex and it helps you weed out like people who you're not going to be sexually compatible with. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. really important. And something that I've come to learn is like, even though I totally am a hoe, I'm very selective because I don't want to waste my time with someone who I'm not going to enjoy myself with. And you don't always know that, of course. Right. But I think being able to have those conversations, being able to be open and upfront from the get-go is really important. And eventually I feel like kinks aren't going to be kinks anymore because it's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. People like whatever. Yeah. And this is something that I think we were talking about uh, recently too is about kinks is that to me like – the way that I think about sex and kinks and fetishes is that kinks and fetishes aren't kinks and fetishes. They're just the sexuality, the human, the sexuality, yeah. sexual nature of the person. Yeah. So that would be really great to like get to that place where we all see sexuality and sexual nature as just that part of that person's like actual exactly. essence. Exactly. Yeah. So we're just social monkey creatures. Yeah. That want to I also Let's definitely think that my kink is pursuing sexual partners i really get it come down to the, the predatory yeah. aspect mm-hmm. of it like and i hate saying i hope the predatory is not being taken in a negative context i just enjoy the game yeah. enjoy a short game you like short... being the hunter i like the pursuit the pursuit exactly. um <laughs> but i and i it's kind of like you know so you guys have a podcast it's a hobby i like to be social and pursue sexual partners <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> your hobby my hobby is being a hoe my hobby is very i mean Let's not get this twisted. That's also yeah. our hobby. <laughs> Why yeah, we're all have many hobbies. <laughs> she has her entire dating app situation is set up with her. It's a theme of hot dogs. So it's her with a hot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's all you need to know. Um, yeah, I actually updated my hinge today. So it has pictures of me with actual food hot dogs instead of posed nice. in the side of a giant hot dog. Um, so we're experimenting to see if oh, that gets me more matches. That. That's awesome. We're really, we're honing in on it. My theory is that the weirder you are, the more True. attention you get, but also people are like way more like talkative with me. It's not like, Hey, what's up? It's like, dude, what the fuck? I literally have a guy on bubble right now who were in a fight. We matched yesterday. Um, we're in a fight because he did not meet me at noon at City Hall to get married. Ugh, rude. <laughs> right? What a rude bitch. God damn it, oh, yeah. Mason. I love that. I love, like, the, it is true. Like, the weirder that you are, oh, my God. Can we, I would love, can we, I don't know if you guys have done one on, on dating apps yet, but if you haven't. We'll do more. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, I have a lot of, like, content to, like, add to your actual, like, blog. Part I mean, I it. feel like you're just going to become a regular. I hope so. 
Yeah. Breeze back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would love to do one on dating apps because I've had some really fun stories there. But yeah, the weirder it is, or like the, so I have a a three-day rule on dating apps is (laughs) soft rule, but um, it's that I don't need a pen pal. Like let's meet the real world. Let's see if chemistry is working between the two of us and then see how it goes from there. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. a waste of time for me. Like, because I am so, like, impulsive and just kind of, like, let's figure it out. Let's just yeah. get into it. That, you know, if I'm talking to you for two weeks, like, I'm, you're probably, it's probably going to lose interest. And the ones that always stand out to me, and I think how I've also stood out to others, is just kind of being, like, oh, let's do this. Like, yeah. something weird. Like, oh, let's go, let's go do, go play, like, go ride go-karts. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the one that caught my eye recently, um, who I'm not seeing anymore, he wanted to go have our first date, like, getting drunk and running around the fountains in city garden. Hell yeah. And I was like, maybe not at night. That sounds super fun. Yeah. I, he wanted to do it at night. I was like, no, there's like a little bit of a line yeah. for me at night. It's a little different. Yeah. Safety. Safety. Sa- you have to still be safe. City, yeah. city garden at night is like, it's still a lot of people, but it's still downtown. And yeah. And I also like, I want to look cute. Like have nice hair, makeup, yeah. like not be a drowned rat. In a <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, anyway. Okay. So another story. Yes. Bless. Um, all right. So I'd like some, eat some little, Quick quips, quick, 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 quick. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so my ex in Florida, when I left to move here, um, we had a really like, I don't know, like great, it was a great sexual relationship. Um, he definitely was like on the precipice of being a like proper dom, right? So, um, he loved gaping, like, so not actually perf- like performing gaping, like. Did you know what gaping no. is? No. Okay. So gaping is when you're, when you basically are like trying to like, you're going one finger, two fingers, three fingers, Oh, like 15, opening up the fucking right, gate. Opening it up. But gaping can also be like when a woman bends over in front of you and like okay. spreads herself. So his thing was he loved gaping. Like he always like wanted me to bend over and like show him a full thing and he would just look at it. So in turn, also there's a whole vagina monologue about this. Yeah, it's beautiful. I know what you're talking about. That's a beautiful vagina. I I should have brought a bottle. I went through one. Um, So he really liked the gaping part of it, and he also I don't think he ever realized how much he liked kind of like I like a lot of like almost like fantasy and again like setting up the mood. So I'd always switch up my bedroom like completely like curtains, Mm -hmm. carpet, like um, if it was like a like a holiday like just kind of like always setting the yeah. mood. so he also really enjoyed like the novelty things of it um but one thing aside from the gaping and that was definitely a thing like that was a consistent part of our mm-hmm. sex life like that was his turn on that began the experience was always mm-hmm. that turn on um was that he really liked to have me like wrap my hands around his balls like where like the ball's Basically, like, so you have the fruit at the bottom and then the mm-hmm. sack that's holding yeah. the fruit. But around that top part of the sack, like, if I was going down on him, like, t- holding that and, like, pulling. Mm. And not, like, ripping them off, but, like, a hard tug. Yeah. He very, lost his mind. It would be, like, one of the few times he'd actually have orgasm. Damn. So that was a thing. Wow. He really enjoyed. Um, I also knew this dude with a very small penis named Jeff, who's a tattoo artist. And we would talk forever to Yahoo personals. Mm. This is a lot. Ooh. Yeah, this is my, my 18-year-old stories. But um, totally hot for this dude. We had great chemistry. Then I met him. Uh, <laughs> and we went out with his best friend and the girl his best friend was dating. 
and he was a fucking tool. He sucked. He was awful. Mm. But he had such a small penis that he, he kept, like, when we were, like, talking about sexually, he was like, oh, I love anal sex. I love anal sex. Well, the only reason that I think he actually loved anal sex was because it's probably the only way that he could, like, feel big yes <laughs> yeah so his whole like i mean he had like ton he had the sex toys like everything was kind of revolved around anal sex and i'm like i think it's because i think that was his hard fetish mm-hmm. but i also think that was also like a psychological thing because his penis was so small mm. so it was a strange one also interesting yeah sometimes you gotta compensate sometimes you do mm, excuse me there was also this power lifter i dated Ooh. And he, mm. like, was, like, award-winning powerlifter. And I, don't, I met him at a bar. He was randomly at a bar. Um, and then I had this house party. And the party, the house I lived in had, like, a pool and jacuzzi. And it was mm. awesome. Um, but I had the house to myself that weekend. So I had a bunch of people over from work. And he came over. And it was the first time he came over and, like, met friends that we actually slept together. Mm-hmm. And it was so strange because we're, like, in the middle of, like, making out and having foreplay. And he's, like... Do you have any snacks? <laughs> I think because eating was such a big part of his way that he kept his weight up mm-hmm. for like to be able to lift. His thing was snacking during sex. Oh my god! He like loved to eat food off of me and like snack. And then after he would come, he would go and like eat like a fucking burger That's every amazing. time. So he was always like, I was just finally like, all right, well I'm just like I would just keep snacks around my bed. Like pretzels fucking like I mean I try to like cater more yeah. to like sexy food but yeah he really likes savory stuff so I had to make some concessions nice. but he loved food play that was huh. a huge thing like I had someone put a frozen strawberry in my vagina once and then he thought he lost it and I was like it's not a two way tunnel like it what what goes it, up it must come down way to go. Yeah, jumping jacks and bear down and, and yeah. we'll find it yeah but like, he didn't like he had blindfolded me and oh. so I thought it was like ice because it was so cold that I didn't know what it was and oh, then he was shit. like he's like where'd it go and I was like where did what go <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the strawberry and I was like you put a strawberry up there and he was like am I fruit <laughs> salad? the butter man so he really liked food I think yeah the, the food one is interesting so like I don't know. I mean, I have a, I, I have a heart. I don't know if I haven't explored it yet. My, one of my good friends bought me a clear lucite chair. And my thing that I really Ooh. wanted to do was sitting, like sitting on cake, sitting on food. That's like the huge thing that I want to do. And me and my friends have been talking about it, but I want to build a certain rig, which I'm going to keep to myself because it's my master plan Yeah. to where you can kind of see it from multiple angles mm-hmm. and be able to like full body experience, like lay on food, sit on food, whatever. So one of my close friends was at an estate sale and they had this lucite chair that actually like rather than all the arms connecting right at the bottom piece, mm-hmm. it, they connect around the, the frame, like the uh-huh. base, so you can actually see underneath. And so I'm like talking to one of my friends who does cam work and I'm like, can I just like, can we just shoot this thing yeah. on your cam, like on your cam equipment? And then I could just put it out into the world. So, but it's like strange because mm-hmm. like food play is not something that's a sexualized thing for me. Yeah. But then I really want to just like randomly sit and squish food. Like I don't really know where that's falling yet. Yeah, I think that's like the next like thing for Maybe me. Maybe it's part play. of the whole like because you know it'll turn other people on. Yeah, I like the sense. It's mm-hmm. a very sensory experience yeah. too of like 
textures. It's, it's called splashy. Like, it's almost like ASMR, but for sex. It's actually called splashy. Interesting. Yeah. The ASMR comes in with it, but yes, the actual kink or fetishized term would be splashy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's a whole Interesting. um uh nuts. I mean, I think it's a vice. There's a vice episode on it. Yeah. That's really good. There's a, so there's a female Dom that does it. That's so interesting. Videos. Yeah. Incredible. And Please keep us posted. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to immediately be like, okay. Oh, yes. Please, please send it to me. Like, yeah. Thank you. Uh, like, shit. I want to I wanna see something lingerie. Ooh, so okay. I can. Yeah, the thing, too, is you, you can keep it relatively. And then follow up. I want to hear about your, like, your, like, dry cleaning bill to yeah, get I your would, lingerie I clean. Would oh, no, bro. I'm going to Target. Uh, five for 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, but good lingerie is kept hey, for, I, for, um, for worthy opponents. Worthy <laughs> opponents. That's fair. I just picked up some cute shit from Target, yeah, so you go, girl. I got a new bralette stuff. from Target. It was, it was great. I don't mind the odd in line at all. I just got, okay, so it is nice, yeah. I'm going to go back through the list. And go see back if through the list. So interesting things. Brie has a list that she brought with her. It's her, it's like Bridget <sighs> yeah, Jones' yeah. diary, but better because it's That's sex fun. and it's Brie and sex not Bridget. So, um, <laughs> yeah. She has a whole list that she stopped. Can it's I okay, say? you can say it. Okay. She stopped at 109 mm-hmm. of her sexual encounters, but there have been more. And she's honestly an icon. <laughs> and when I found out, like, she mm-hmm. was doing some magic to my face, A. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I found out and I just hey, was baby. like, I'm in love with this woman <laughs> in that moment. And... Honestly, this is my trick. This is how I how I keep my clients. <laughs> yeah, make them fall in love with me in different ways. Exactly. Um, and so mm-hmm. she has she brought her booklet with her. Yeah. Her so I stopped at one hundred nine, and I'm so there was a, a hundred at thirty situation. And uh, if any of you find out there in the world find that disgusting, that's your own issues. We like, do not kink yeah. or slut shame in this household um, because I'm pretty sure you know everybody has a different walk of life, and where my walk of life comes from has brought me to this place and you know what there's power within that because it you're uh psychologically understanding sexuality um kind of losing your own inhibitions to like kind of just not like just completely wiping away any expectations or assumptions that you have about people like it really just changes how you mm-hmm. see sexuality and to me it's more freeing so you know that's my there's my quip on like why you shouldn't yeah. feel offended by it um and yes i do get tested for STDs, and i am clean thank you very much <laughs> just to preface that because that like that's another yep. thing that comes up very often yeah, like finding out like that number so i'm i'm over the 109 um probably by a not such a super significant amount but would you say you're beyond 150 or so it's been in three years since i stopped keeping track and i want to say that i definitely slowed down okay um because i have had some longer term sexual partners in St. Louis, but I think that I'm probably at maybe like 130. Okay. I think that's a safer number nice. or a more realistic number. Um, but yeah, so I kind of was disappointed when I like went back through this today. I was like, oh, there's all these funny things in here. <laughs> like that. It, I wish it's kind of more just to kind of keep track of like the funny things. Yeah. Like, and when you look at it, so now like looking at this as, from a secondary perspective or like have not ha- having not like put anything in here and so in three years, I'm like, oh, I can really see more of like my own yes in in these yeah. partners and situations. So yeah. It's interesting. 
or just people you don't remember. <laughs> I've had that happen. I think. Wait, Amanda, what's your number? I don't know. I'm in my 20s, though. I'm the biggest prude here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's not being prude. Honestly, that's not a comparison. And my number is a is a very... It's really well, a joke. My number but... is, like, an exception to the rule. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm definitely... I'm in the 20s, but I just, I don't really, I should, I'm going to write it down one day and I'm going to see, because there's, there are people that I have I it in my phone it, and then I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. And you know, the thing is like, there's a lot of, of partners in here that are not in sequential order either. Yeah. And I've tried to go, I tried to go back a few times and actually put it in sequential order. I mean, I also have people list, so I've had like multiple, multiple partner experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had probably now, I think maybe six or seven multiple partner experiences. Um, so, you know, I break those down as individual experiences. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of changes your numbers game too. But it's about just like remembering the person and the experience. Taking a boomerang for Instagram. Mm-hmm. I should have probably done something more than just. Okay. You can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, I do have like some interesting. Do we want to talk about how to reveal or not so much reveal, but how to kind of talk about your types of kinks to partners, to new partners? Yeah. So we have three stories that I picked out um, that are like how to reveal that you have a kink to a potential new partner or a current partner. Um, So so you can do it casually or like you can be super upfront. And I kind of picked like three of three different qualities. So maybe you might be inspired. This is also from a list from Bustle because we <laughs> bitches love Bustle. We should be Bustle, damn it. So, yeah, we should. No. <sighs> Sorry for hearing the styrofoam stricken some. So, coffee. number one. <laughs> hmm. When I first realized I was into more kinky type stuff, introducing it to my partners wasn't easy, especially because of the negative feedback I got then. But now I won't go to bed with someone unless we've had some, we're on sort of the same page. If I meet someone on a dating app and we seem to have a connection, I make sure to cover what we're into in great detail because I feel it's best to get that out there on the table right away. If I meet someone at a bar and I'm bringing them home for a one night stand, I make sure during that walk home that we talk about it, which I think is an A plus tip. I don't have to have kinky sex all the time, but if but because it is my preference and because I see a huge I see it as a huge part of my sexuality, I really need to know that my partner, although maybe not kinky themselves, is uh, open to experimenting. Yeah. That person's partner has got to be mm-hmm. an experimentalist. A little I agree bit. with her. Do you want to read the next one? I really yeah, like the next I one. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think there's Absolutely. much to add there. Yes. I want to read number two. It's my favorite. Number three, if you'd like. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. This makes me think of fucking Mean Girls. I bought these gorgeous gold hoops. Oh, hooks. I thought it said hoops. <laughs> and I was like, no. I was so excited. No, it's I was not like, what you think it is. Okay. I bought these gorgeous gold hooks. Oh, shit. On Amazon a few years ago and have been using them in my room to hang my riding crop, floggers, and fur tickler. So when my new partners walk in, they see it. I don't need to awkwardly say, so do you want to spank me? The option is right there on the wall. Oh, I love that. 
That's brilliant. Yeah, I know. Of course, there always, always needs to be a conversation of boundaries, intensity, and general experience to gauge how and if I need to coach them to use it. If they're not even excited by it, I'd rather focus on other things than that excite us together. Some get nervous by it and opt not to play with them, but that's the beauty of them being right there. If they do not want to explore that with me, then they can. Or if they do want to explore that with me, they can. And if it's not their comfort zone, then they can just look at it from afar. I tend to run in kinkier crowds and don't use Tinder or Bumble smart. So I've never had someone so scared it killed a boner or anything. I don't think that Tinder or Bumble would necessarily kill the boner because you could probably find some weirdos there. But There is a lot more vanilla partners. Like, yeah. If you were like talking about in the context of the things that she's in, yeah, um, I definitely can relate probably the most to her. Of, yeah. Like I really appreciate her just... She's found a way to kind of yeah. put it out there. I, I'll have to send you. I'm going to send you a picture of my bedroom wall. Please so you do. Kind of see. So there's a different way that I introduce to like my sexuality is right. Um, <laughs> is like it's in my my bedroom. Like I have a a plaque. Like like it's like a grandma plaque. It says enjoy the ride and like a painting my friend Kelsey did that says shh, but I won't tell. And then I have like neon LED red lips. Amazing. So like for me it's like very much like my yeah. persona is coming out not but I appreciate that she's approaching the kind of like more hush hush side of her yeah. kinks by just kind of putting them out there for exploration. Within the Tinder and Bubble thing, there's a lot more vanilla out there than there is uh well what would be the opposite of vanilla? Spicy? Chai. <laughs> chai. <laughs> chai is the spicy chai. One. I need your red chili. Chai tea. Yeah. So yeah, I do agree with her. Yeah. It's hard to find. Some Szechuan. I think that that's really cool. And after I did my like, see, I now, I want to get a giant frame of one of my boudoir pictures from when Mm -hmm. I did my boudoir shoot in July. There's one picture in particular that I fucking love and I want to get it framed. And I think I will. And I'll just put it in my bedroom and be like. You should. Uh, Go ahead. I always have guys get the condom from my like bedside drawer which is where I keep all of my sexy so, things oh that's so smart yeah I've got so my like, sexy oh, too. condom is in the second drawer and then you're the like, one with shit. the dick you handle it and they're like oh and they're they either ignore it or they're like what is this Katie and yeah. then <laughs> yeah yeah they whip out a giant Hitachi magic wand yeah and I say I burnt my no no Young grasshopper, put the Hitachi down. We'll start with something more simple. You're like, you're not ready yet. <laughs> you're not ready yet. With great power comes great responsibility. Uh, you're not ready you yet. To the Wartenberg wheel. Do you get what? Wart- the Wartenberg wheel. What is that? Oh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have a conversation. So it is a, a BDSM play toy uh, or play tool. Um, oh God, I don't remember. I'm Wart- just gonna you can, it, I mean, it's going to pop up no matter what. It's a Wartenberg wheel. It's a spiked wheel. They come with single, like a single wheel or multiple. Um, it's really great for sensory play. Uh, you can use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. Okay. So that was another thing with my expert. It kind of looks like a spur. Yes. To give a visual like a to the spur. people, like the spur on the back of cowboy boots. It looks like that, but with like a handle. A handle. Um, it's used to, for like diabetic patients to help test nerve response in feet. Mm. It actually is a medical device, but it's been turned into a... Um, as they are a pleasure device and I personally love it um, and you can use it on the more private areas because it's all about the pressure that you 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 use with it so I mean I broke skin I've had skin broken excuse me on me with it um, my ex-boyfriend was a huge fan of that 
that tool. And he also really enjoyed me using it on him, on, on his penis, honestly, in his testicles. Like it was a huge turn on for him. I think it's just like a different mm-hmm. sensory experience. So that's, that's one uh, Kate you should pick up for your arsenal that I personally I, very much enjoy. Ooh. We'll probably put that in I need to my get, I need to Amazon enjoy. cart. Yeah. <laughs> I need to expand my sex toys. Yeah, I just bought the womanizer, so basically I don't need men anymore. It's like the suction um, vibrator. Oh yeah, it's a. I call I call him a hairy wall banger. Okay. Yeah. Name one, hairy, hairy wall banger. Love it. That's it. So, would you like to read the third one? I would love to. I always introduce my kinks via text because it's easier. I may not be able to see their facial reaction, but that's okay. Since I meet most people on dating apps, does anyone meet anyone IRL anymore? Uh, it's when we start chatting that I let them know what I'm into. Sometimes I find that people aren't a match for me when it comes to being kinky, but most of the time, even if they're not uh, where I am on the kingdom scale, they still want to explore it, which is great. And I like feeling as though I'm introducing a new lover to something that's been relatively unknown to them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of combine. I think that's a good way to not waste anyone's time. Yeah. It's a good way to not waste I kind of time. combine ele- element. I was going to say elephants. Fuck. <laughs> Too much rosé. <laughs> I Woo! kind of combine elements of all three. I think ideally on my little wall here that I have of my my body, my choice, as well as the the graphic of just vaginas. vaginas. Um, there used to be a dildo right in the middle. Nice. But it fell off. So I need to find a way to keep it up there because it was like this very phallic veiny dildo that my ex got for me and like I never fucking use it so it would look beautiful right in between those two pictures and so in a way that's how I like do number two is just like I'm open sexually rather than having like my bedroom be that way Um, but I'm I feel like I relate most to like number one and three because I'm very much so let's talk before we have sex I mean sometimes it doesn't happen but you know I think it's really it's it's like playing to your audience yeah. Um, I've experienced it all different ways. I've had verbal conversations. I've had people enter my room and just based on the, the art behind my bedroom mm-hmm. wall. And that's okay. So I do want to take a tangent on that with the art that's on my bedroom wall. I have had zero men ever acknowledge it. I've only had one sexual partner acknowledge it. And this man is like super, this was the, uh, the wrestler. Mm. So my, mm-hmm. the, uh, like, amateur wrestler dude yeah um because he's just like so liberated with himself anyway that he was the only person who's ever acknowledged the artwork interesting but so within this i have had people that have come into my playroom say my bedroom my playroom that have kind of automatically gotten turned off and i think it's because of seeing that just like it's just so much for them or having conversations where i'm like no this is you know how I am this is my approach to sexuality and being turned off so you know it just you have to play to your audience of like yeah. how it works for them I've definitely met partners that I've been like there's something there and I don't know quite what it is so I'm gonna let them yeah show it to me yeah so you just have to find what works for you yeah. for the person Fuck and yeah. I think a lot of it boils down to being comfortable with your own sexuality absolutely that's the biggest part of it yeah mm-hmm. and I think one thing too is like no matter how sexually liberated you are I mean I think it's important to also know that there's still things that you can learn that people can teach you yeah. and so being open-minded and mm. yeah I think a lot of times when I when I talk to people whether it's people I'm gonna have sexual interactions with or 
a lot of times, the, well, specifically a lot of times the men I talk to, they are like, well, I haven't really explored that. Like quite few have explored like sex with vibrators. And I'm like, bruh, vibrators are the best. Bruh. Yes. Unless they have a very sensitive penis where they true. can feel the vibrations on their penis and it's too overwhelming. Yeah, true, true, true. So. But I'm like, let me show you the world. Aladdin style. I can, I can show you the, the world of vibrators. Um, uh, but maybe don't start off with Hitachi's right away also. Yes. Because that's on the no. street. And those are made to be uh, solo play or couples play when they're doing it on you. Yeah. Like, or when you're in like more difficult positions you yeah. can't use with a lower uh, straight right. vibrator. Yeah. Oh, right. Um. But I think most of the time the men are like, although I haven't explored this, this, and this, I'm definitely open to it, which I think is the most important thing. Um, but I- as much as porn in 2019 has done us a disservice, because I think now it looks like every dude wants to fuck his stepsister or whatever. I think like it has opened up the channels and the like the ability to see things where like you can say like hey this is what I'm into and there's at least some semblance and there's some click in their head about like oh I know what that is I vaguely know what to do with it and you know what I've seen weirder shit on Pornhub well I've run into finding more men that want to be submissive where they and I guess it's probably partly because of how I look and then again my persona I encounter a lot of men that want me to dominate them or be submissive. Mm-hmm. And like, so I have under the bed restraints and sometimes they peek out. So then I've had partners be like, Oh, are those for me? And like, no, those are for me. <laughs> like, oh, but I mean, not that you yeah. can't the switch. But I there. think that's like a societal thing too, because generally, at least when I've talked to people, not in a sexual way either, like even just talking to friends when it comes to being like, Oh, I'm more of a sub or I'm more of a dom um they'll be like oh well you have such a dominating personality like outside of the like within the workplace that it makes sense that you're more of a submissive or whatever so I think for men because Mm -hmm. sociologically they are told to be more dominant whatever that a lot of men I think like to be submissive even if they don't know it yet I think that they enjoy it because Mm -hmm. they're told especially if they're like heterosexual um to be dominated by a woman is new and it's exciting. And so when they're told that it should be different. And it's so, moving toward, against the gender norms. Exactly. Too, what's so I think that that's mm-hmm. why a lot of men like to be submissive. But I'm very much so like, like Bree said, being sexually liberated, just being a dominant like personality. That's how I am. And so in the bedroom, like. Rocky likes my lotion. Yeah, Rocky's like licking her legs hard. <laughs> yeah, um, it's t- Mmm, sexy. Oh, now he's looking at my toes. That's okay. You can do that. Just don't go any further than the toes. It's, it's we, might, we might have some orgasms live on. Oh, no, I'm, it's with, with the ex-boyfriend. So that was, he, I, again, like, I don't know. There was something there with him with feet, too. Mm-hmm. But he'd only go towards feet when we were, like, in the middle of coitus. Yeah. And coitus. he's just licking it. Yeah, Rocky's a licky boy. Um, Where he would, like, lift my leg off and, like, lick for, like, up. he was a tall man i don't know it works logistically but he would like lick like the back of my like achilles yeah and then like i get like up the side of my foot so, like uh-huh. inner side of my foot and then like bite the arch of my foot and then he'd always have his thumb right there like it's like he knew right there on that specific pressure point and it would be like oh. so interesting yeah there's rock don't interesting. do that 
<laughs> no, I think it, it requires wow. more stimuli. It's okay here. It's okay. I'm all you can. But yeah, guys, go out and dominate a man. Or go out and dominate a woman. Hell yeah. Or dominate a woman. Go out and dominate each other. Yeah. Switch it up. Everybody fuck each other. Oh, I love art. So, do you love women? Because I love women. Oh my god. I love women. Same. But not in like the Donald (laughs) Trump way, but in the actual way. I Um, love women. Ugh, gross. Anyway, so we wanted to give a little shout out to some artists that we know and love. Uh, Some of them have helped out with the podcast. Some of them have been on the podcast and others have (laughs) not. But their artwork is amazing. So we wanted to give them a brief shout out. So our podcast artwork is by Tori Scranton. We mentioned her at the end of every episode. And you can find her at T Scranton Art on Instagram. Um, my lovely, beautiful Colombian goddess, Alex Lopez, who was on ah. the episode about polyamory. You can find I love her, her right at Speak and Smoke on Instagram. Um, she She's has- making beautiful gold things and yeah. I love it. She makes her artwork out of gold leaf, which is a, uh, it's inspired by Colombian history and Colombian art. And it's just magnificent. She recently cut off all of her hair and dyed it blonde. She is a bad bitch and i love her more than life itself um so go check out her work as well she also has a website called pura.com um and then there is miss sonia williams who is another badass feminist goddess who i want to give a quick shout out to you can find her at son bean or sunbean s-o-n bean um she has really cool Mm. feminist art she actually has a piece that if uh it says my body my choice and 100 percent of the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood um so definitely check out her work as well and then last but not least is someone that we actually went to school with who is also a badass artistic woman who draws like children's book but she children books artwork but she also uh does commission work as well she did a piece um if you were to go on my Instagram, she did a piece that uh, was basically a really cool piece for me and my siblings. Um, and you can find her at Madco, M-A-D-D-K-O. Um, and that's Madeline Kozlowski. She is dope as hell. Um, anyway, so. I definitely have her like second grade picture somewhere in my parents' house. Oh, she, yeah. I, I feel like I was in her like first grade class or some shit. So, right. um Yeah, check out all these amazing women, Um, some of them who have helped with the podcast or been on the podcast. Others, we're just giving a shout out to because we love to support, I'm drunk, I'm slurring my words, small businesses (laughs) and also badass women. So, So Katie, what is your happy happy ending this week? So I'm going to sign off and do stuff to myself katie's turned um, on <laughs> i'm very smart lady a, i'm holding out until tomorrow night ma- when kentucky comes in oh we have to catch up a little bit mm. my happy ending is that it is officially fall as far as i'm concerned because i had my first peanut butter reese's pumpkin this week you know, like the Reese's yeah. peanut butter cups, but they're in the pumpkin shape. I'm the first one of those this week, and then I'm going to a bonfire tomorrow, Ooh. and that's how you know it's fucking fall, and fall is my fall, fucking favorite. Y'all. I need to back up. 
I'm gonna miss my open the coast shoes. It's short shorts. I love fall though. I love summer. Autumn, y'all. Uh, it's that's so funny because you bottom. Yep, because you look. Yeah, it's funny because you look like a spooky bitch. So the fact that you love summer, dude, I am a summer hoe all the way. Yeah. Like I have not gone to, the, I didn't get to the river or get to go to the pool mm. or anything. I'm so pale and like, I mean, I lived in, th- in Florida for 30 years yeah. of my life. Oh, like, that makes sense. Yeah, I always had a 24 seven consistent tan. Like I am a goddess of the ocean. I want to be in the tiniest bikini I can be in. Yeah. So it's a dasher. I do. Love I do. I love. I mean, I like you love fall, summer more, but summer I just I like to feel hydrated and like yeah. your skin is hydrated. Your hair looks great. Like everyone's got their season. Yeah, mine's fall. Yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, though. Catch me out in my my fly ass fits, though, because you cannot rock the same fits in summer as you True. can. True. Fall I fashion. I do love is layering. Yeah. Amazing, because like it's not because winter just kind of kills it with winter coats, which you can have nice. Oh, ones. I love winter layering too. I do. True, awesome but I just think that fall is perfect because yeah. yeah, and yeah. So, what's your happy ending? Well, so this is technically my, was it Thursday? So this is technically like my Friday. So we'll find out tonight when I go home, switch it up, Mm. switch up the fit and uh, see what the night takes me. Like I said, I've cleared out some of the people off the roster. So So I had a very full roster for a while Mm -hmm. doing a couple of juggling. I still have the door guy. The door guy's kind of still there. Um, It's just a nice like little fallback because he's very... Uh, as I've continued to see this specific person I'm talking about right now, um, we started off very sweet and then that kind of went very confusing very quickly, but we've reconnected and been having some experiences and his, he's a tourist as well. So his tour in Central is coming out. I'm excited to see where that continues to move to, but I love a good chase. And hey. since the 23 year old didn't come through, it's time to put the focus elsewhere. Yes, I said 23. Don't judge me. Hell yeah. Judgments. There's, this is a no judgment zone. Yeah, no, that's an adult. No, I, I, I like them. everyone's well. Who I cares? Like it's about the predatory thing or the, the predator quality. But yes, yeah. I like a good chase. And sometimes I like to sugar mama. I have more. a younger man stage scheduled for about mm-hmm. 27. So we'll be yeah, there. The young, you know what? I do really appreciate a younger partner sometimes. The stamina. Yeah. You know, gentlemen, you're fantastic at your ripe age and your age appropriate. But sometimes you need to interact with a 26-year-old drummer that can make you come like 12 times in three hours. So there's mean that. Bless your heart, woman. Gotta love it. So I don't have a happy ending yet. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll text you for the next one. TBD. Yeah. TBD. TBD. Well, Amanda, what's your happy ending? Well, did I already... Did we record before or after I got the job? Oh, you hadn't gotten the job yet. <laughs> well, I got the job. I got promoted. So that's Yay! exciting. That's my happy ending. I'm making uh, boss girl moves. And yeah, so that's pretty fucking exciting. If only this could be our medium of success, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Why Why do we need real people jobs when we could just really do the things that we make. I know well. if whenever this podcasting career wants to take off I mean that'd be fine too that'd be cool guys well, tell your friends yeah we have some listener mail oh, to right. really tie things up here um it's a fun one it's about kinks okay so cool. I've been on a few dates with a guy I met on tinder and things seem to be going really well we had common interests he was funny smart attractive and incredibly kind 
One evening, he invited me over to his house. We had always had public dates beforehand, and I agreed. The night started out great. He cooked dinner, we watched a movie, and things started to lean towards the bedroom. Before we got there, he asked if he could show me his favorite room in the house. Somewhat confused, I agreed. He opened the door beside his bedroom, and we walked into a baby nursery. Not just any nursery. A nursery with a... That's not where I expected that to go. I'm so sorry. (laughs) A nursery with an adult-sized crib, changing tables, diapers, and etc. He told me that he was into baby role-playing, and he would be very happy if I would agree to be his mommy. (laughs) I'm a very open-minded person, but that's not something I would be able to do for him and politely excused myself. He messaged me the next day asking if I would reconsider, and once again, I politely told him I could no longer see him. I could. There are no words there. That, that there's just, there's an episode of my strange addiction. Yeah. I saw that one too. Where the person is addicted. I wouldn't call it an addiction, but they like, they pretend they're a baby. Yeah. It's a fetish, but it's like 20, it's a 24 seven fetish. Um, and do you realize how deep in the fetish you got to be to like pay for a two bedroom apartment just to have a nursery size to you? No, I mean, people with two-bedroom apartments have an office. Yeah. No, but, like, think about but you, you to got... Invest. You, yeah, to invest. To invest in all of that. Yeah, An adult-sized crib. Yeah, you gotta, like, go... I mean, like, changing... T- a changing table. I guess it depended... So, for... Okay, if I was putting myself in, in your shoes, and I don't think it's something that necessarily... Again, for me, like, I'll try anything once just for the experience... I think that there's certain things that would be would be fine. Like I would rock someone, mm-hmm. I would spank a, ba- a bad baby, mm-hmm. I'd bottle feed them. Um, Do you want to get into the poop? I think it would come down more to like yeah, to things like that. Like I don't want to change your dirty diaper, yeah. and I if you're like crying and whining and like shaking your bottle, like I can't stand someone that just like bitches and complains or too sad, sad boy. Yeah. So like that is definitely a thing that's that's off the table, but. Maybe it was like more of the nurturing side of it that yeah. then I'd be it would be appealing like or bathing someone I really love to bathe. To bathe that's someone. that's a so sexy wrong. Too. I'm more like, have you ever used a bathroom after a guy has taken a shit in there? Can you imagine? <laughs> I, I don't want to change the diaper. Changing yeah, no. that diaper. <laughs> Just changing like an adult. I mean, I've I've I say this like I haven't done it. I'm a nurse, so I have literally changed people who have shit themselves and it is not a sexy experience no at all i don't think that for them either like psychologically i think there's probably some things oh yeah too that it's about a sexual experience at all i don't think it's a sexualized thing yeah but i still can't like go and get i can't go to olive garden with you and get dinner after i've changed your diaper i'm sorry i just can't look look at you in the same way Yeah. Establishing hard limits within that. But, you yeah. know, shout out. If you want someone to be your mommy because you like to be a baby, I'll do everything but change your diaper and, like, listen to you scream <laughs> and whine and, and, like, yeah. you know, like, do baby sh- Like, bad baby shit. Bad <laughs> yeah. baby. So, bad baby. You're a bad this, baby. Maybe this is – I really need to, like, explore this. Um, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Wow. If you would like to submit your own worst date, horror story, sex mishap, boner blunder, or throw your baby hat in the ring for Brianna, Brianna, (laughs) Brianna, 
Feel free to submit named or anonymous stories to 50worstdatespodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at 50worstdatespod on Instagram. On Instagram, I am katiequill27. I am pcawchu18. I am Jurassic Fantastic. Sexy. If you think we're valid sources for advice and want to ask us questions, we'll take those emails too. We are planning a advice episode for the next coming week. Or next few weeks. Few weeks. Few weeks from now. That's the word I'm looking for. A few weeks from now. Our goal is to base future episodes after stories that are not our own. Thank you to this kink person who kind of inspired our whole episode. Um, And because we haven't been on that many bad dates and I've never seen a adult man-sized nursery so please submit things hey if you love our music it's from bensound.com and if you love our cover art it's from a beloved pal of mine tori scranton you can find her at t scranton art on instagram and etsy (laughs) i'll see you again on a future episode yeah you will